0: Yeah, it is so good to see you on this rainy Sunday morning. How many of you are glad that it is raining outside? Let me see your hands. How many miss the vitamin D from the sun? Can I hear you? All the true Idahoans are like, I miss the sun. Can I tell you this morning on the way to church uh, this morning I was behind uh, Nick Painter actually in his truck and all of a sudden I saw like the Red Sea part in front of him in the truck. And I was like, oh dear Lord, like it's that much water was on the street this morning. And so I just wanna say thank you so much for taking the time to get out of your comfortable home this morning and to come and hang out with us this Sunday morning. We're gonna have a good time today. But before we jump into this series, as we close it out, I'd like to do something that we do every single Sunday, and that is One Life Church family. Can you help me welcome our online church podcast family? Those who are joining us online right now, come on, put your hands together. Let them know you love them. Yeah, wherever you are listening to us today, we love you. You are our family, we miss you, and we are sending you air high fives and air fist bumps and air hugs virtually today. All right, you guys, well, listen. I know you just saw the trailer for At The Movies, everybody check this out. Next Sunday, we are premiering a new series that's going to ride us all the way through the Christmas season. We're calling it At The Movies. What is At The Movies? Well, it's basically where I'm going to take some movies, some modern day stories, and I'm going to pull biblical truth out of the story, and I'm going to preach in between the clips. Now, before you get all religious on me and say, wait a minute, you can't do that in church. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ himself did this in the Bible. And you're like, wait a minute. No, there weren't movies back then. And I go, you're absolutely right. There weren't movies. However, there were modern day stories, otherwise known as parables, You ever heard of that religious word, parables? That basically means it was a modern day story that Jesus took and he taught from it and he pulled biblical truth out of stories that men and women and families grew up hearing about. And it was incredible. And so we're doing that just like Jesus did it, but we're just doing it in our culture, in our way, which is movies. And here's the thing. I want you to understand one thing about at the movies, okay? It's not about Christians. I didn't think I'd get a big amen on that one, right? I I was hoping I kind of would. Here's the reality of this. Why are we doing this series? As much as I love you and as much as I want to encourage you, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to receive a lot from this series, okay? But the reason we do this, the reason we put all the work, the production, the editing, and the time that goes into creating this series is all for you. not, it's not for you, it's for your lost loved one, it's for your family, it's for your friends, it's for your coworkers, it's for your boss, it's for those who have not come into a relationship with God yet. And so why are we doing this? We're gonna do anything we can short of sin to reach the one for Jesus Christ. Can I get a better amen, somebody? some of you are starting to wake up to that truth this morning okay it's gonna be a good day today now I just want to remind you at the movies now here's the really cool thing that we're doing with this is we're going to two services y'all start next Sunday you guys we're going to two services and so if you show up here next Sunday at 10 a.m guess what we're gonna be in the middle of the 9:30 service and you can stay and hang out for the 11 a.m. service. But here, why are we going to two services? Because number one, our church is growing, but number two, we're trying to create more opportunities for people to experience the love of Jesus Christ. More opportunities, more chances for people to experience God's love and his grace and his hope and all the good things that he has for us. And not only that, it's gonna spread our kids out a little bit more, can I just, tell you that your kids have you hugged the kids life dream team lately you guys they're doing an incredible job they're not babysitting your kids man they're pouring into your kids they're speaking life over your kids they're calling out the world changer that they are back there and your kids I feel from what I hear from all of you they're loving it they're loving it so much that we got over 70 kids back there averaging on a Sunday everybody and I tell you that so that you know, we're going to two services, not only to make room in here, but to make room in kids. And we're going to kind of re, redo some things next week. And some of the kids hall, when you come in and check your kids in next week, it's going to look a little bit different in where your rooms are going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the heads up on that because we're actually going to utilize the entire hallway starting next Sunday for kids. Now, here's the thing. Some of you are thinking, well, I want to bring my kids in At The Movies. And I would say, yeah, that would be great. However, we are offering the kids live, we're offering their own At The Movies movies experience everybody so they're going to have their own movie that's age appropriate it speaks to them and where they are and if i've left this out guys we're giving away free cokes and free popcorn so when you're inviting your friend to not church but you're inviting them to a movie come on somebody and the movie just happens to take place on a sunday morning and they're looking at you like you're crazy, and they're like, hey, you know, I thought that, you know, we couldn't go to the theaters right now. Well, you're like, well, you can come to my church who's playing a movie because we are essential. Aren't you thankful for our governor, for our leaders, for our mayor? I've got friends across the country who are having to just close up shop right now and do so many other things to try to reach people. And here we are in the beautiful state of Idaho with incredible uh, godly leaders like our mayor who said, you know what, we're going to open the Nampa Civic Center for our church. And by the way, you guys, we're the only people that are open for in our church right now. This is the only thing that the Nampa Civic Center can do is open up a church. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? I think that's pretty... Pretty awesome. All right, you guys. Well, listen, enough about At The Movies. Please note on your calendar, two services starting next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. In your worship guide, there's some invite cards. If you didn't get the worship guide, they're on the tables at the hospitality table at Guest Central and on the tables on your way out today. Be sure to grab those invite cards and and have a little bit of fun inviting people to the movies starting next Sunday. All right, so like we said, we're in a, movie, uh, we're in a series <laughs> that we're finishing out today, part three of that series called Life, Money, and Legacy. Now, we're a note-taking church, so I wanna encourage you to go ahead and pull out your smartphone, your laptop, whatever digital device that you, you know, consume media on and go to olc.church, olc.church. Growing up in the South, I would say olc.church. Go to church, everybody, or as Australian, right? So go to olc.church, swipe down, and click the button that says message notes why do we do message notes we do them for you we want to not only inspire you on a sunday but we want to give you the practical tools that you'll need monday through saturday and you can email them to yourself you can print them off you can send them to a friend or a family member and my belief is that they will bring encouragement throughout your day and help you in your life all right life money legacy here it is our hope for this entire series has been about one thing it's to bring freedom and fulfillment in your area of your life in the areas of your finances, but it's also to teach you how to leverage your life for legacy, to leverage your life for legacy. And so in week one, we simply talked about, I was gonna bring you a message to try to teach you how to get out of debt, but the Lord kind of redirected it and reminded me that no matter what kind of desperate situation we find ourselves in, whether it's debt or broken marriage, anxiety or depression, the way we get into that desperate situation, they're all the same. What leads us into a desperate situation or or a dark place? It's one word, it's pride. Pride comes before destruction. And so I said, just reverse the process. If pride comes before destruction, humility or admitting the truth leads to favor, leads to honor, leads to blessing, leads to fulfillment. And I encourage you, go back if you missed week one, you can go to Apple iTunes or go to our website and you can listen to week one. Now in week two, last week, we got really practical and we began to talk about money. Now listen, there's three reasons people don't come to church. People are mean, services are boring, and all they want is my, what? Money. This is not a message. That message had nothing to do with us trying to ask you to give more. That message was all about trying to help you find freedom in the area of finances. So that, that way, as you have freedom, that you could begin to respond to the generosity that's already in your heart to be able to give. And we talked about some natural principles that even a financial planner would give you, but then we looked beyond the numbers. And we said, there's a higher principle at work that God has called Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, to when it comes to handling our money. And we began to talk about the godly principles that go along with that, it'll change your life. But today, we're talking about leveraging your life for legacy, I want to start with this verse that comes out of Psalm chapter one, twelve, verse five through six. It says, "Good will come." Doesn't say maybe. Doesn't say might. Doesn't say, "Oh, we'll see." No, no, no. Good is a product. It will come to those who are generous and those who lend freely. Not only that, but those who conduct their affairs with justice. What does that mean? It means those who handle their money wisely and fairly when it comes to the way they treat people in their business. And look at the promise of God. I love this. This is surely he or her will never be shaken. Come on, say never be shaken. Never be shaken. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say never be, never be shaken. This is our hope for you. This is my hope as a friend, as a pastor, this is our hope as a church for you, is that you can begin to experience the promise of this never being shaken life in every area of your life, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your finances, in every area. And you're, you're saying, Rhett, can I really never be shaken? Absolutely. And I would say this, so your life will be shaken, but although you're being shaken, you won't be shaken in the midst of the shaking. Does that make sense? In other words, in the middle of the chaos, you'll have peace doesn't mean that your life will be free of problems, free of trouble. No, it just means through the trouble, through the pain, God is on your side, seeing you in it and through it. Amen? That's what right. never will be shaken means. And watch this. I love this, the rest of the verse. It says, a righteous man. Now, time out for a second. Some of you are like, well, I was with you all the way up until this point because I am not a righteous person. And I would just say to you today, nor am I. The only way that any of us are made righteous is not because of what we could do, but it's what God has already done for us. What has God done for us? He gave us his best. He gave us his son, Jesus. And the word of God teaches us that if we just put our faith, if we put our belief in, if we put our hope in, if we put our trust in, a miracle happens. A transformation takes place. We receive salvation. And in that salvation, we are not only covered, but we are cleansed by the blood of Christ that paid for our sins. And that takes us in every area of our life from death to life. We stand made righteous by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ in him and him alone. Amen? amen. And so my friends today, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a man and woman and you put your faith in Christ, you are righteous because of who he is in and through you. And we could just take the plate right now and take offering and just say amen and go home. That is good preaching. I, if I don't say so myself. But But a righteous man, you will be remembered forever. And I want you to understand that that is God's desire for your life. God's desire for your life is that you leverage your life and everything for eternal purposes and that your life will be remembered forever. So we're talking about legacy. So here's the question, what is legacy? We'll write this down if you're taking notes. Legacy, the bottom line is this, it's where my life lives on. In other words, it's where your life lives beyond yourself. It's like you're outliving yourself even though you're not even here. You're leveraging your life in such a way that you're influencing this generation and the next generation and the next generation. In fact, look at what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Let me read it this way. A good person leaves a legacy for their children's children. I want you to understand, an inheritance is more than money. An inheritance can be godly character. An inheritance that you can leave to your children and your children's children could be wisdom. Could be trustworthiness. It could be a dynamic relationship with God. And when you combine a financial inheritance with godly character, when you combine financial inheritance with godly trustworthiness and wisdom, it's there that it begins to help ensure not only this generation and the next generation that they will manage God's blessing, God's way for God's glory. That is legacy. So what do we do? The bottom line is this, living a life of legacy is where I'm giving all of my life, put that on the screen, my friend. It's giving all of my life to something that will outlive me. It's living on purpose for a purpose, but it's living with intentionality It's leveraging not only your resources, not only your money, but it's your time, your talent, your creativity, your thoughts, your ideas. It's leveraging every area of your life for eternal purposes for this generation and the next. Why? Because the goal isn't to live on earth forever, but it's to leave something that does. The big idea of today. This is what life is all about. And it's my job as a pastor to show you how to live this way. But before I show you how, I just wanna take a moment and celebrate what God has done in and through you already as legacy people. Can we do that? I wanna first start with this verse, Psalm chapter 65, verse 11. God's word says, you crown the year with bountiful harvest. It says even the hard pathways, even the pandemics of 2020, even the chaos and the craziness of everything that we've experienced up until this point, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And I'm telling you today that I believe that 2020, although it's been hard, has been a year that God has crowned with a bountiful harvest for One Life Church. And I'm going to show you some of the things that God has done in and through you, and we're not even done, and we're not even through with this year yet, but I wanna show this to you, look at this. You guys, 20 new small group leaders have been trained. And I want you, yeah, you can go ahead and put your hands together if you wanna do that. And so some of you are like, well, that's great, Red. Why is that so important? Because you need to understand one thing. Life change happens in relationships. And without people who would take the step to open their homes, to go to a coffee house, to hang out with people, without people that would open up and create an environment for people to experience a relationship, life change would never happen, at least not in this church. We are not a church of small groups, we are a church, we we are small groups. This is who we are, it's not something we do, it's just simply who we are. And this is vital to the lifeblood of One Life Church. And despite the craziness of 2020, you guys, I think it's kind of hilarious. In 2020, we had 20 <laughs> new small group leaders trained. I think that's awesome. And this is why they did that. Go to the next one. And this is so cool. Between our fall, our summer, and our, excuse me, our winter, spring, our summer, and our current fall, we've had 387 people in small groups taking steps and finding freedom. Come on, put your hands together for that. That is awesome. It's incredible. We'll go on to look at some of your generosity. You guys, because of your generosity, this year alone in 2020, you guys have planted and been a part of planting 57 new life-giving churches across the nation and around the world. Isn't that awesome? And our first year of a church, not only did we plant our church, but in 2019, we actually planted a church right here in Boise, Idaho, Idaho, called Create Church with Pastor Cody Burbage. And uh, so we planted that last year. And this year, guys, with your generosity, a part of that 57, we planted E3 church in Cuna, Idaho, everybody. And check this out. And I'm going to tell you about this maybe a little bit later in the service. Next year, in 2021, we're also planning a church in Eagle called Refresh Church with Pastor TJ Hankey. Come on, somebody. You are a part of making a difference. Isn't that awesome? I think this is cool. Your generosity, $17,752.13 so far has been given away to local, national, and global missions. That's a great place to praise the Lord, you guys. I just want you to understand the concept of this because you know we're a church plant. We launched in 2018, we're only two years old and you're, gener- you're already giving in an incredible way, investing back into the community, where most churches who are starting out need everything for themselves. We've decided not only are we, we're not here for ourselves, we're here for others and we're giving it away and because of that, we're receiving blessings. So you're making a difference. And look, here's some byproducts. 17 people were water baptized, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 17 people made a public declaration of their faith in Jesus Christ. And before you throw up the next one, this is the one that matters the most because this is why we exist as a church. I don't want to patty- patty cake golf clap you know I want some praise I want some shout I want some glory and honor to Jesus Christ this morning because of your generosity because of your investment because of the amazing dream team everybody 63 people made decisions for Jesus Christ so far in 2020 come on give God praise Lord, we love you amen to God be the glory to God be the glory in him alone but it does take people, it takes men and women who aren't perfect, but who love God and who are willing to step up and say, you know what? I'll be willing to lead and live a life of legacy. So what does all this mean? I put it down this way. My friends, what we are a part of is bigger than the part we play. What we're a part of is so much bigger than the part we play. I want you to understand that God's plan and purpose in the legacy that he wants us to leave as a church and that he's called us to leave is so much bigger than a personality. It's so much bigger than a pastor or a family or an individual. Listen, all of us by ourselves. We, we can accomplish some things, but there is nothing like what we can accomplish for significance for the kingdom of God like we can when we come together, amen? And so it's gonna take every single one of us, our time, our creativity, our thoughts, our ideas, even our resources to continue to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and to make a difference with their life. Why do we do this? Because there's more to life than this life. Let me make this statement, listen. Your entire life is all about coming into a relationship with God. Once you come into a relationship with God through his one and only son, Jesus Christ, it's then that your life is transformed and it's then that your life begins to be leveraged for others to help other people come into a loving, life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. This is why we exist. And we're better together. We cannot do it alone. And so if you're here today and maybe some of this stuff has fired you up, and you're like, I love that, man. I want to I live a life of legacy. I want to know that what I do today is going to outlast me for not only this generation, but the next generation. I want to know that my life is making a difference. What does it look like, Pastorette, to live a life of legacy? I'm going to give you four things. Number one, write this down if you're taking notes. Number one is that it takes faith. It takes faith and I'm not talking about believing in something I'm talking about seeing something I'm talking about having a confident hope for an assurance of what you can't see I'm talking about not looking through the lens of the natural but seeing beyond your situation seeing beyond your circumstances and realizing that in and through this circumstance God has an eternal plan and that's to make a difference our lives see legacy people let's say it this way we see life through the lens of eternity write that down we see life through the lens of eternity everybody say see see See, we see things differently we realize that there's more to life than this life look at second corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 so one life church we don't look at the troubles we can see now in the natural no but rather we fix our gaze legacy people they fix their gaze on things that cannot be seen, which are eternal, goes on to say, for the things we see now in the natural, our situations, our circumstances, our pain, our problems, our past, our history, the things that we think disqualify us, they will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see, the eternal, oh, I love this. They'll last forever. Amen. So I want to encourage you. I want you to dream. I want you to hope. I want you to see things beyond where they are. I want you not to look through the lens of the natural in your family, but I want you to begin to look through the lens of the eternal for your family. I want you to begin to not look through the lens of the natural in your finances, but I want you to begin to look through the lens of eternity through your finances. I want you to be able to look through the lens, not of the natural for this world, but I want you to look at this world through the lens of eternity and eternal purposes. And I just want you to know as your pastor this morning, I see some things I see some things for my own life, I see some things for your life, I see some things for this church's life, for our state, for our Treasure Valley, for our communities, for the Pacific Northwest, and for around the world. In fact, I began to see some of these things in 2017 at my home in Alabama, when just this of what we're experiencing right now was just kind of all up in here, like, right? You know, it didn't exist. It existed, but it was in my heart. And I began to hear the voice of the Lord speak. And I began to write this down as fast as I could. And I want to share this with you today. Talking about being a legacy people or a church of legacy. This is what I see. It's the church I see. It's in your notes, but I'll also have it on the screen. It says, I see a church of influence. United around the cause of Christ. Who shakes the heavens and the earth through the power of prayer. I see a church who loves God's word. And whose worship captures God's attention. Stirring his heart to move. I see a church that exists to make Jesus famous, who is extravagantly radiant and that no building can contain. I see a church full of love, joy, laughter, enjoying life together in community and who is filled with hope and an unexplainable peace. I see a church whose love and generosity knows no end. I see a church expanding like wildfire into every fiber of its communities and that every day leads someone to experience the love and the grace of Jesus. I see a church whose youth are so passionate and vibrant in their love for Jesus that they transform their friends, their schools, their city, the nation, and the world for Christ. I see a church where songs of freedom are birthed from the heart of God, sweeping the nations and ushering people into the presence of God. I see a church compassionate for people, refreshing the forgotten, loving the lonely, healing the hurting, and freeing the enslaved. I see a church consumed with developing and empowering generations of leaders. I see a church producing and planting life-giving churches around the world. I see a church discovering and living out their God-given purpose and design full of the power of the Holy Spirit and defying the impossible with audacious faith, believing that God can and will do anything. I see a church who will do everything short of sin while reaching for the one. The church I see is one life church. Come on, if you see anything, can you give God praise this morning? Come on, honor the Lord this morning. I see something. And I just want to encourage you to see something as well. God's called us as legacy people to see beyond where we are where God's calling us to be, not just for us, but for this generation and the generations to come. In fact, Jesus encourages us. I love this, John four thirty-five. Jesus says, open your eyes. Look at the fields. Look at your family. Look at your friends. Look at your coworker. Look at your community. Look at your sphere of influence and the people that you're around every day. Look. Why? Because Jesus said, the right. They're ripe for harvest. In other words, this is the day. Now is the time. Not tomorrow. Today. To leverage your life for eternal purposes. And here's the thing. My friends, God wants to use you. And you're like, no, Pastor Rhett, that's your job. You're like, you're the pastor, right? That's what you do. No, no. Ephesians 2, 19 through 22, look at this. God is building a home. And by the way, that's why we have the welcome home signs outside. He's building a home. And check out who he's using, y'all. He's using us all. Everybody say all. All. Last I checked in the Greek and even in the Hebrew, you know what all means? It means all, everybody. (laughs) And check this, I love this. Irrespective of how we got here, no matter our past, God doesn't call qualified he qualifies the called everyone he uses you no matter your pain no matter your past in what he is building now he used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation but check this out now he's using you look to your neighbor say he's talking about me he's talking about us he's using you One Life Church, he's fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, from setup team to teardown team, to worship team to production team, from greeters to small group team, to the dream team, brick by brick, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds us all together. And I love the next three words, look at this. We see it, come on, say that out loud. We see it, we see it. What do legacy people do? They see it. They see it taking shape day by day. A holy temple built by God. All of us were built into it in a temple in which God is quiet at home. We're building a home, not just for us, but for those who aren't here yet. We're building a home here at One Life Church, not just for One Life Church, but we're building it for God, for his kingdom, for his purpose, for this generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. Why? Because here's the big idea. The goal, my friends, isn't to live on earth forever but it's to leave something that does. So a legacy life not only takes faith, not only do we need to see it, number two, a legacy life, it takes sacrifice. Write that down in your blank. It takes sacrifice. In other words, it's not what's best for us. It's what's best for others. So what do we do? We consistently choose it. We consistently Choose it. And notice the word consistently. In other words, it's not just a one-time, you know what, I did this one thing for somebody else and now I'm just gonna live my life for me. No, it's a consistent, it's a day-to-day choice to lay down our life and to sacrifice it, to lay down our own personal agenda for somebody else. It's to come to the place where we create a church that's not just about me, myself, and I, but it's about others, others, and others. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the church doesn't exist for us, the church exists for the world. We're not, called to be Christian, we're not called to be Christian consumers. We're called to be Christian contributors. We're not just called to come in and fill a seat on a Sunday. We're called to, to come in to serve and to create space and opportunity for those who aren't here yet to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We're not here to complain about, oh, I wish they'd play this song. Oh, I wish they'd turn the heat up. I wish they'd turn the heat down. Oh, I wish they'd turn the music down. Oh, I wish they would turn it up. Oh, I wish their kids' life did this. Or No, 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 no. It's not about us. Legacy people, we sacrifice. We do it daily. It's not about what I get out of it. It's about what others get out of it. This is what Jesus did. He came to lay down his life, not to be served, but to serve others. We love people the way that God's loved us. We serve people the way that God serves us. Why do we do this? You ready for this? Because it pleases God. Like it makes them happy. Look at this. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, you also, like living stones, you're being built into a spiritual house to live a life of legacy, to be a holy priesthood. How? By making a choice, look at the choice, by offering your lives as spiritual sacrifices, plural. Not just sacrifice. I came to church once out of the year, and I served one time, no. Legacy people, sacrifices, investment. We do less for ourselves we do more for others. Why? Because look at this, I love it, it's acceptable. You can go back, go back, it's acceptable. That word acceptable it means it's pleasing. It's favorable. God loves it. In other words, it puts a smile on his face. When we live this way in legacy, people like to put smiles on God's face because it's fun and there's blessing that's tied to it. Let me say it this way. A legacy life is never the result of selfishness, but it's always the result of sacrifice. It's always the result of sacrifice. In fact, selfishness dies with us. Sacrifice, it lives beyond us. And that's the truth. So I wanna encourage you today to be legacy people. Not only does it take faith that we see it, not only does it take sacrifice and we consistently choose it, here's the third thing, write this down, that it takes generosity. It takes generosity. So what do we do? Well, legacy people, we intentionally give it. Notice that I said intentionally. In other words, it means it's well thought out, it's planned. We pray, we plan, we respond. Nothing wrong with spontaneous giving, that's okay. But there's something special and powerful that happens when you can begin to live your life with intentionality, praying, asking God how you should give, making a plan and then responding. Why do we do this? Because the Lord loves a cheerful giver, the Bible teaches us. And I just wanna tell you that you are the most generous church on the planet. I mean, just by looking at some of the numbers alone of where we are in this season of life, it's amazing. But may it always be said of us, Psalm 112, verse 9, that One Life Church shares freely and gives generously to those in need, not only in tithes and offerings, but in your time and your talent and your creativity and your ideas and your thoughts and in the incredible giftings and abilities that God has given you. Why? I love this, here it is. So that your good deeds, your good deeds, will be remembered forever, and check this out, so they will also have influence and honor. In other words, you know what that means? It means that generosity opens the door for you to be able to speak into people's life. Generous people always have the opportunity to speak into people's life, why? Because generosity, it bridges the gap, it creates a relationship, and then when that relationship's there, because I don't know about you, but I, I I, I like receiving gifts. Anybody else, am I the only one? Come on, don't get spiritual in here, right? Ain't nothing like getting a gig like, oh, man, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Like, you're my new best friend forever, right? Gifts open the way for the giver. And as children of God, followers of Christ, our generosity opens the door and it gives us influence and honor so that we can have a relationship. What are relationships built on? They're built on trust. And when there's trust in a relationship, all of a sudden then questions are asked and then you can share your story and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And legacy people, they understand that their generosity isn't just about a number, but their generosity is about a life. Their generosity is about connecting somebody's eternity with Jesus Christ. And that's why I just wanna encourage you guys in this season to continue to show your kindness through our acts of kindness cards. I've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks you have them in your worship guide as you come in this morning? They're on the tables, they're at the guest central, they're at the coffee station at hospitality. Why do we do this? We do this to leave a legacy. We do this to reach people. And I just wanna encourage you to bless somebody. Like, it doesn't have to be outrageous, but like when you're in the drive-thru at McDonald's, you're like, really, McDonald's? Yeah, like that's where I, that's where I live these days, right, McDonald's? When you're at drive-thru at McDonald's and you're getting that number nine, two cheeseburger combo, come on, you know where I'm at, somebody. Those salty, salty fries. Whoo! Jesus, help me. Y'all ready for some, everybody's gonna be like, hitting up McDonald's today. <laughs> and, you're, and, and you're there and you're up at the teller window. You just simply say, hey, you know, I'd really like to pay for the family behind me. And would you mind giving them this card? And when that family pulls up and they receive this card, it says something extra to show you God loves you. And they flip it around with a tear coming out of their face because they didn't know how they were gonna pay this month's rent. And it says, so do we. It's got One Life Church on there. It was in that moment that your act of kindness made a difference. And I just want to say, our act of kindness multiplied throughout this valley can change the world, everyone. And if you don't have finances, you're like, well, Red, I don't have the money to do that. Well, do you have breath? Can you tell somebody that you love them? Do you have arms? Can you hug somebody? Well, I know we're supposed to social distance. Come on, man. Can you just be a human? Do you have thumbs? Can you text somebody? You're awesome, just thinking about you today, praying for you. Listen, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. Every act of kindness is significant in God's eyes. Another way we can be generous, I mentioned this last week, we're gonna mention it again, is Serve Day. What's well, Serve Day, it's, it's an opportunity for us to come together this Saturday We've got a team coming together to give out essential items to the homeless here in Nampa. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. In fact, if you want to know more information about what items that are needed, you can go to our Guest Central immediately following the service and get a list. And in fact, if you can't be a part of that Serve Day outreach on Saturday, they would be so thankful for anything that you could bring to be a part of that. And I know some of you came prepared to do that today and they're receiving that at Guest Central. Why do we do this? Because we understand, just like Mother Teresa said, a life not lived for others is not a life. It's not a life. And so that's why every year as a church, it's our honor, it's our joy to honor God with a legacy offering. Legacy offering. This is where we come together one time a year. And if you've been a part of our church for any time or any season, you know that I never ask you for anything. I just simply ask you to ask God and to respond how he speaks to you. But this is the one time a year, on this date, I'm telling you four weeks in advance, so you can pray, so you can plan, and so you can respond. And ask God how you can be a part. Because I want you to understand, everything that comes in on this offering this day, above our tithes and offerings, 100% of it is given away in the first three years of our first three years ha in the first three months of our church when we really needed income to be able to to help and keep this thing churning god just put this in my heart to say just give every bit of it away and so we gave in in three months in we gave five thousand dollars away to some local charities and local people here in the valley they weren't expecting it we just dropped by with a large check just saying jesus loves you a little something extra to show you god loves you on your behalf that's pretty cool in three months of a church i I thought that, that was pretty awesome Last year, yeah, last year, because of your generosity on this day, we were able to give over $10,000 away to local, national, and global outreach. That's pretty awesome. And so I'm just believing God this year to do some even greater things. And some of you have asked, and I just thought we would share today, where are a few of the areas that we would like to be generous? They don't know what's coming, y'all. So don't like post them and go, hey, we're about to send y'all a check. Don't do that because it really depends on what comes in on that day, okay? But this is what we would like to do, considering your generosity in your heart, we would like to bless the Boise Rescue Mission. The Boise Rescue Mission isn't just located in Boise, but it's, res- it's located right here in our backyard, right here in Nampa. What do they do? They meet the physical, they meet the emotional, and they meet the spiritual needs. They give people Jesus, y'all, to the homeless. They feed them, and they give not only the homeless, but those who are addicted, the answer to life, the hope of the world, and it starts with a meal. So we want to bless the Boise Rescue Mission and we partner with them throughout the year with your generosity, but we want to do something extravagant for them. Not only that, we want to bless the Lifeline Pregnancy Care Center right here in Nampa, whose mission is to defend the sanctity of human life. They meet, not only the, phys- they meet the physical, spiritual needs of all those who have an unplanned pregnancy. And they give them options and the option is life. The option is adoption. And they also tell people about the love and the grace and the hope that is Jesus, who's the only one that can help them through that situation. So we would love to be a blessing to them this year, depending on the generosity that comes in. We would also like to be a blessing to A21. What's A21? Their mandate is simply to abolish all human trafficking across the world. They're located across the world. Your generosity last year alone to A21, 331 men, women, and children out of sex trafficking, everybody. That's awesome. Your generosity went to reach those 331 people last year. They're making a difference, not only in rescuing them, but they're giving them the hope of the world and their answer is Jesus and the lives that are being transformed, the people that are coming out of that are now helping others and rescuing others from that horrible modern day slavery. And not only that, we're gonna plant churches across our valley and across our state through ARC. What is ARC? It's the Association of Related Churches. In fact, we wouldn't even be here today without the Association of Related Churches or what we call ARC. It's uh, it's not a denomination, it's a relational network that comes alongside, you know, couples like Cody and Brandy Burbage who just planted in Boise. They came alongside Linda and myself and our family. They put us through the ringer, y'all. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't give us money. But as we raised money, they, they met and they gave us money and they, they wrote us a check for $50,000 into One Life Church to help us get planted. And all the things you see today uh, came from that initial investment. So we as a church in turn return and we pay it forward, moving it forward, moving the ball down the field. So we create, you know, plant Create Church in Boise. We created, uh, planted E3 Church in CUNA. We're planting Refresh Church next year. We'd love to be a, a huge blessing to Refresh Church as they plant in Eagle with Pastor TJ and Leah hanky and so this is what we do this is why we're the church we exist for this This is what legacy people do and here's the last one and this should fire some people up online worship service everybody and those who are listening online right now i know you're throwing your hands together because you're at home you're sick and you're a vulnerable adult and you want to be here we want to do this for you there is no greater way to reach our city our community our state in the pacific northwest our country and our world than through technology these days and we learned that. Many of you are sitting in this room today because of the brief online stint we had when everything shut down, okay? Can I tell you that I, like, I spent literally like 90 hours a week on that online experience? There's no way that I can duplicate that right now in this season. However, if people of legacy come together with generosity and everybody's apart. who knows what we can do, but I'll tell you right now, some of you have asked, what does it cost to put together a simple but excellent online worship service experience? We've done the math, we've gotten with our team, we've done the due diligence on everything, seeing where we can cut and what we can just get away with but yet still keep the integrity of excellence. It's around $12,000. And so what we would like to do is take a portion of the offering that comes in and invest it into an online worship experience so we can be a blessing to our community, to the vulnerable adults who are at home listening right now, who are our family and who are unable to be here right now, but could join us via digital technology. Come on, can we put our hands together for this? All right. Online worship services aren't about being cool. It's all about a necessity in this day and age. And I don't think there's a better way that we could do that. And all I'm asking you to do is I would love, and I only do this one time out of the year, and that is I will ask you, and I will make no apologies for it, but I will ask you to pray, to ask God, and just to plan and respond, even if it's a penny. Even if it's a penny, I would love 100% participation, because it's not about the amount, it's about the heart. God's gonna do something in you when you know that even a penny went to help rescue somebody. That penny matters, everybody. It's not about the amount, it's about the heart. It's about a a cheerful heart, a generous heart. And so I wanna encourage you, these are the areas that we'd like to give in, and we'll see what happens, and we'll make the announcement. And we're not gonna do anything special. I'm not gonna show sad video. I'm not gonna manipulate you. (laughs) I'm not gonna get up and say, it's time to give. No, I'm not gonna do any of that. It's just gonna be normal service at the movies, right? And at the end of the service, I gonna say, like, hey, today we're gonna honor the Lord with our legacy offering. If you've come prepared today to give, to give. That's all I'm gonna do, okay? So I'm telling you about it now because legacy people are intentional when it comes to generosity. I love this verse, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 11. I love this. Here's the promise, why do we do this? Look at this. You will be abundantly enriched in every way. When? As you give generously. On every occasion, with your time, with your talent, with your creative ideas, with your thoughts and your generosity and your resources. In fact, when we take your legacy offering gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. Your generosity, your legacy giving results in people coming to know God and having a relationship with him through Jesus. So what living a life of legacy is all about Here's the last one, write this down. When it comes to living a legacy life, not only does it take faith, we see it, not only does it take sacrifice, we choose it consistently. Not only does it take generosity and where we give it intentionally, but it takes urgency. It takes urgency. Legacy people, we just have decided that we do it today. We're not promised tomorrow, but we do have Today, we realize that this is our moment, this is our time, and today is the day to leverage our life for eternity. Verse that motivates me comes out of Ephesians 5:15 through 16. Look at this. Be very careful, One Life Church. Pastor Rhett, be very careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. And I love this line: making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because you live in challenging times, the days, they're evil. So because of that, why not let today be the day we heed the words of Jesus out of Luke 14, 23, who says, hey, one life, go on into the country. <laughs> Urge anyone you can find, anyone from Wilder, to Homedale to Napa, to Caldwell, to Cuna to Eagle, to Boise, to Meridian, to Emmett. Go out and urge, urge, please. My sons and daughters are out there and I'm urging you. Anyone you can find, ask them to come in. Ask them to come to At The Movies. I know it seems crazy, but I'll work through it. Ask them to come. Why? So that my house will be full. And that's not just talking about having a packed out church, but it's talking about that My house will be full of people who are in relationship with me, who are experiencing God's love. So why not? Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, go everywhere. Last time I checked, that's everywhere. It means like everywhere. Go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everyone. So I'll close with this final statement, write this down. Why not let today be the day that you decide, you know what, today is the day that I'm gonna leverage my life for legacy. Will you bow your head and close your eyes, nobody looking around? We'll be here another few moments. God, we thank you so much for your presence that's in this room today. We acknowledge, God, more than anything, that you are a good, kind, loving, gracious, heavenly Father, and your love is unfailing. It's never ending, and it never will. You've always given us your best, even when we don't realize that you've given us your best. Yeah, you did. God, you said even when we were sinners, you still sent Jesus to die for us in our mess. And today we just wanna say thank you for Jesus. God, as believers in this room, we say, God, you, Jesus, you're our Lord, you're our savior. We put our hope, we put our faith in you. And we know that God as believers, as followers of Christ, you've called us to live a legacy life. In other words, not to live a, it's not about us. It's about others. It's not about just the moment of time that I'm in, but it's about the generation and the generations to come. And God, I'm just praying for every person here today, man, woman, young and old. God, that you would just light a fire within us of faith and not only belief, but that you would give us the ability by your spirit to see things beyond our current situation and our circumstances. God, that you would light a fire within us, God, and we would just be willing to lay our life down as a sacrifice the way that Jesus laid his life down for us. And it just wouldn't be a one and done, but it would be consistently choosing it, putting others first. And God, that we are, our life would reflect the generosity that comes in every area of our life, including our finances. And God, we would ask that Lord, we would hear from you. Give us the ears to hear, God, your voice speak to us clearly on what you would have us to do to be a part of leaving a legacy for this generation and the next. And God, more than that, we just really truly, we understand that we're not promised tomorrow. We have today and there is an urgency to it. Now is the time that we just make this declaration and commitment to you. Now, some of you in this room, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today. You don't have a relationship with God. You feel far from God. In fact, you feel shame, you feel guilt from maybe the sin that's in your life and and there's separation. Some of you in this room, you have once had a relationship with God, but for whatever reason, life, circumstances, situations have separated you from that. So whoever you are, wherever you are, I want to extend to you an invitation to come into a relationship with God. It's called salvation. It's a free gift, it means that you don't have to do anything for it, it's a miracle. It's not about going to church, it's not about doing religious things. I mean, all those things are great, but it, what changes your life, what brings hope into a hopeless situation, what brings peace into chaotic situations, isn't just good thinking, isn't just good intentions but it's the power and the presence of a living God who is bigger and greater than you and your problems. He is the only one. His name is above every name. You've tried the other names. Why not let today be the name that you try Jesus? I'm telling you, you will not regret it. It's as simple as saying a prayer as long as it's heartfelt and it's meant from within your heart that just says, Jesus, I need you. And so if you're here today and you would like to say a simple heartfelt prayer, it would be my honor to lead you in that prayer today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one's looking around. We're not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you down front. I'm not gonna ask you to stand. But I would love to know who I'm speaking to today just so I know how I can pray for you. But if you're in this room, would you be so bold right now at the count of three to raise your hand? One, two, three, like, hey, I'm here. I wanna receive a relationship. I wanna come into a relationship with God. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. Hands across the room, you can put your hands down. That's the single greatest decision of your entire life. So all you have to do is say a simple prayer like this. Everybody pray this prayer. with me. Just say, Jesus, I receive what you've done for me. I believe you died and I believe you rose again. I believe you paid for my sin. Forgive me, change me, come live on the inside of me and give me the power to live this life that I can't live on my own. I declare you as my Lord. I declare you as my Savior. I put my faith, my hope, and my trust in you today. And I pray this, say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to come into my life and to help me make a difference. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 Hey, listen, if you said that prayer today, if you raised your hand, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, Let me talk to you for a second. Like I said, that's the single greatest decision of your entire life. But it's the first step of other steps that you need to take. And we would like to help you with those next steps. And the way that we can help you is just to get some information into your hand and all we wanna do is send you one email. How do we get that email to you? If you'll simply take out of your worship guide the connection card. If you did not receive that, you can go to olc.church. There is an online connection card. Click the button that says online connection card. And whatever information you're comfortable filling out, check that box and let us know you made the decision. And this is all that's gonna happen. I'm just gonna send you one email that says congratulations and offer some next steps for you to take. Hey, One Life Church, there were several hands that went up today. Can we celebrate with those who made a decision to follow Jesus? Come on.